0: Welcome to the podcast Intuition Speaks with Tia Marie. I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me today for another episode. This is a podcast about spiritual well-being, growth and development and just becoming the best version of you that you could possibly be. I am Tia Marie, an Akashic Reader, Shamanic Healer, and overall Intuition Specialist here to help you on your own personal spiritual journey by sharing my own experiences as i grow and develop with you guys hello and welcome to this week's episode of intuition speaks with tia marie I am so excited to have you guys here with me today and I do appreciate each and every one of you who actually tunes in and listens. I will have a few short things to mention after this episode for housekeeping so if you would like to hear about that please stay tuned till the very end. And I just want to mention one thing that this entire experience for me is a learning process I understand that some of you may not need to hear and understand what I'm going through and you just want to get to the heart of the episode I am trying to learn how to do things better and how to be a good podcaster but sometimes we have to start from somewhere and learn along the way. I am releasing any energy that's not in alignment with how I feel when I receive these sorts of reviews but I promise that I'm going to try and learn how to do this better so without ado we'll get into this episode which is all about my spiritual journey. I originally recorded this and it was over an hour long so for the sake of sanity and listening to me drone on I am re-recording it but this time I'm gonna leave some things out to be sort of their own standalone uh, such as my healing journey. I do feel like that's important to share but We'll get into that another time. So when I was around six or seven years old, I had my very first sort of weird spiritual experience. I saw a ghost at the end of my bed, and it was just so random. I like woke up to the sound of my name, and I saw this woman just standing there, And she kind of looked like the Mother Mary with the veil around her head. Um, I wasn't sure if it was like an angel or a woman. I remember pulling my covers over my head because I was so terrified. And then when I looked again, she was gone. And this image has literally stayed with me my whole life. And I often have situations that like remind me of it. I do believe like I was seeing things that weren't Probably naturally there I had spirit guides when I was younger in elementary school and they were like animal spirit guides and they had names and I would talk to them but I do believe I shut a lot of this out after that experience because it was just so like terrifying to me that this random woman was sitting at the end of my bed It was then around the age of eight years old that I started writing poetry and I started getting into writing songs and for me like I didn't think anything of it. I was just like I'm just gonna write what I feel and let it come out of me And I really do believe that, like, this was the beginning of me doing my channeled writing because some of the things I wrote about were like beyond an eight year old's level of understanding. And if I look back at them now, I'm like, holy shit! Like, these are heartbreak songs, love songs, like, very. In depth, detailed adult themed songs that I have no idea where I pulled these emotions or feelings from. But my parents used to like just be like, oh wow, you're such a creative writer. And to me, looking back now, if my child wrote those things at that age, I'd be like, where are you getting this information from? And like, how would you know about these? themes in love that don't make sense for an eight-year-old to understand. So that was my beginning in channeled writing. I do a lot of channeled writing right now when it comes to doing my readings. I prefer that way because so much information comes through at times, and I just like letting whatever needs to come out come out in writing I was really curious as a child about spirituality it was just something I felt really innately connected to but I was oftentimes shunned by my parents by my curiosity in it just because I grew up in a very religious background where we went to church and they would just tell me like Oh, these things are, you know, frowned upon by God and Jesus, and if you do that, then you're a witch and you're evil and you're bad. So, it was really hard for me to explore things that I just felt naturally called to. I would often like sneak in the library to like the spirituality section and I would tried to like get as much information as I could out of a book while I was there I did take a book home one time in my backpack and it was like my parents knew and they like immediately made me open my backpack and pull out the book and they're like you can't have this this is sin and they forced me to go right back to the library and return it and apologize for taking the book out. <laughs> it was such a like traumatic experience for me, like having that shame put on me for my curiosity, but I really liked the books about astrology and dream meanings and like about Wicca and spells. I was always like really called for that and in high school especially after learning about salem we would like have a lot of friends who just started getting into wicca and witchcraft and they would like talk about their book of shadows and i was so curious about it and i obviously like already had an innate like desire to know more about it but I was always like really afraid to have any evidence that I was doing these things. You know, I tried to keep like my own book of shadows, but I ended up like throwing it away. I didn't want anyone to find it. I do remember my friend would come over and she would bring her book of shadows and she would have like meditations that I would try later on on my own. There was one where you call in your spirit guides and you ask them to, like, touch you on your body. I totally spooked myself out with that one. Um, And, like, part of me was, like, fearful that I opened a portal to hell. You know, all these things that they tell you in religion that you're doing bad. Late in high school, I started learning more about astral projection and key energy. One of my siblings decided that they wanted to try to be telepathic and move things with their mind. So it was kind of funny that like they were doing all these things in conjunction with me sort of exploring what I was exploring. And we would sit together and they would have printed out like stuff from the internet and we would all sit together and we would practice making these key energy balls and passing them to each other and then like i decided like oh well i don't want to waste my energy so when i make my energy ball i'm going to draw the energy from like the sun or another light source and i just like always was that person who experimented with new ways one of my favorite memories from this time period was when the three of us were laying on the couches, like after school, trying to astral project. And I think my parents came home and they were like, what are you doing? And we're like, nothing. (laughs) Um, I do think during that time I did like astral project like one or two times, but I was always terrified that I would get stuck outside of my body. (laughs) So that was like one of the things that kept me like really connected and grounded to earth there in college i went on a school trip to salem and it was my first experience like on my own as an adult like totally in my element and i just loved it so much we visited like a famous grave site and i felt the energy coming up through the earth it was so amazing and we went into like every witchy shop that they had we did two readings, it was just like so amazing. And I got my first set of tarot cards and they had like all these little cats on them because I was really into black cats at the time. And I just like felt so excited to like have this little thing to myself. I definitely like used the tarot cards. I didn't really understand them super well. I just kind of like used the book and tried to decipher the meanings like as best as I could. But I remember I would like wait till like no one was home and I would take them out and I would pull a spread to try to get like more information about what was going on in my life at that time. And I just think it was so fun for me. I just like, I don't know. I just really felt like free in doing that. Also in college, we had some like weird things happening at our house. The fire alarms were like going off every morning at, like, the most ungodly hour. And there was one time when, like, everyone was awake and our adrenaline was just so high, we couldn't, like, go back to sleep. And somehow the topic of the spirit that was in our house got brought up. So, yeah, I saw a spirit, like a shadow person, in our house, like, repeatedly. And it kind of spooked me out, but I didn't want to say anything to the, anyone just in case I was being crazy. But The, like, topic got brought up during that night or that early morning, and, like, it was so weird but validating that, like, everyone in that house except for my mother apparently had seen this shadow person. Like, even my dad said, like, oh, yeah, I woke up once and there was, like, a man standing over your mother, and I was like, you just went back to sleep, (laughs) you know? So it was just really validating that other people were having this like weird experience that I was having but I also kind of wished that he would go away because every time I'd go in the basement I would feel so creepy like someone was trying to strangle me every time I was down there so there were some like weird things that happened in that house but that was the weirdest one of them all I experienced my first true loss of a family member when I was in my early 20s. My grandmother passed away, and I was really upset. She passed away on my uncle's birthday. She apparently had called everybody the night before and talked to them, and I felt really upset by this because I was the only one that Didn't get to talk to her. I got the news like really early on Thanksgiving morning that she had passed away sometime really early in the morning, um, like before my grandfather had gotten up and saw her. And I still get chills when I think about this. I was just really disheartened and heartbroken to hear that like everyone had a chance to say goodbye to her, even though like they didn't know they were saying goodbye to her. And uh, my parents asked me if on the way over to the house, because she was still at home when it happened and they hadn't moved her yet, if I could pick up some like coffee and donuts because family members were like hearing the news and they were all coming over to see her before the ambulance got there and the priest got there to move her. Um so I did and I paid with cash and I got a dollar bill back that was like my change was like a dollar and some some change and on the dollar bill I unfolded it and the words Teyamo was written on the dollar bill and I'm like starting to get a little bit like teary-eyed here um And honestly, I felt deeply in my heart like that was her way of saying goodbye to me, even though I didn't get a chance to. Um, I have kept that dollar bill like in a safe spot forever, and I will probably never, ever get rid of it. I literally do feel like that was her way of saying goodbye. Tiamo just means I love you in Italian, and um, I come from a very rich Italian background. So... Um, but this wouldn't be like the last time she reached out to me Um, shortly after my divorce another relative got really ill and I was sleeping and I felt someone in my room wake me up and I felt a hand on my back and I heard her say we're coming for him to bring him home and I like immediately knew who they were talking about so I fell back asleep and then like the next morning um I called my parents and they were like oh your uncle he passed away and I said I know Nani came to me last night to let me know that they were taking her brother home and I I just get chills thinking about this because it's happened a few other times about other relatives and it's really something kind of hard for me to talk about because sometimes I'll get like messages for people and I've gotten really weird mixed reactions from them when I deliver messages from, you know, people who've passed on. So I don't know. It's just a really weird thing to find out before other people or to know about before other people. I guess it's just part of my journey. So I try to accept it even though it kind of is weird to me sometimes. And also around the time when I got divorced, I was like falling into this book about manifestation and it was called ask believe and receive and that's when i started to really like focus on like intention work and manifestation i decided i obviously didn't like the life i had created with my past partner and now like i found myself as a single mom and i was like i need to like make this work somehow i need to like not be just another statistic and be a failure, and I really put in so much work into learning how to surrender a little bit, but also, like, asking intentionally for what I wanted. I was really amazed because, like, I went from having absolutely nothing, not being able to afford anything, being in extreme amounts of debt, to... Finding a job, moving out, being able to afford an apartment on my own, and being able to afford daycare on my own. And then I manifested um, my own home. I was able to purchase my own home. And then, like, all while this is happening, I also, like, finally and eventually paid off like $80,000 worth of debt, all just like using manifestation and just calling in the things that I desired so during that time I also had like a bunch of multiple health crises that were really just like overwhelming and concerning I like even thought at one point I think I was 27 it was like my 28th birthday I thought I was gonna die because I basically was like told on my birthday that I needed to go to the hospital because I was going to have an embolism <laughs> and I was going to die. So I had like all these like crazy things that were going on with me and I like couldn't figure out what was going on and neither could the doctors. It was so frustrating. I literally had a doctor look at me and tell me, medicine has failed you and I don't know what to do with you and that was so like disheartening and overwhelming and i just like decided i had to do something i had to do something on my own and i had to like really figure out like how i was going to make it cuz i didn't know if i was going to make it i didn't really see a future for myself beyond like a certain age and so I kind of like went down in this like rabbit hole and spiral on like YouTube and Facebook and like getting into these different groups for spirituality. I was doing a lot of meditating and like trying to work more on like honing my skill of manifestation. I decided that I was going to get into animal communication. I'm not entirely sure like Where that came into play, but I just decided it was something that I was gonna do. Oh, yeah, I remember now. So, I had a puppy who I still have as a dog now, but he was having a health crisis also. It was really weird how, like, I got this puppy that was born dead and he was revived and he seemed perfectly fine, but then he had like major health crises, like almost in the same way I was having main major health crises, but. I felt like because I had more control over his like well-being than I did over my own well-being that I decided I wanted to do animal communication because I thought like, okay, well maybe this is the key and he can just tell me what it is he needs. So I started doing animal communication and I started practicing it. Um, which later led to me doing like oracle card readings and then a friend in one of like the Facebook groups I was in, she's a really like amazing psychic and she's like, oh no, you need to do automatic writing. This is what's coming up for me. And so like I would start asking questions and I would like tap into my guides and I would like get answers and I would ask them like what's my next step for this? Like how do I help my pet? I was really like not ever focused on my own like internal work that I needed to do. I was always focused on like someone else and something else. Um, But it like eventually led me to doing inner work and inner voice work and like asking my intuition because I found sometimes like the energies that we're connecting to wasn't always like stable or good for me. Um, I had a few experiences with like rogue spirits and like they like to lead you on and you know take your energy from you. (laughs) I appreciate the lessons I learned in these things but it just drove me deeper to look for the answers inside myself rather than outside of myself. I also started to do what i didn't realize at the time were like akashic meditations and i would go into the akashic records but i would constantly get kicked out of the akashic records because i didn't know like what the rules were i didn't like understand that you need to go in with like a pure intention and that like you can't go in there to be snoopy on other people <laughs> without their permission like i just didn't understand these things i was still very green and I, like, didn't even know what I was accessing. It just seemed like a giant, like, library. And it was really cool. (laughs) Um, But now, knowing more, obviously, I was like, oh, wow, that was, like, my first experiences with the Akashic Records. And I just had, like, one guide who was, like, obsessed with me going there. Um, But, yeah, so I just, like, kind of figured out at that point, like, I needed to focus on me. And that is when the opportunity to get reiki certified came about for me and i did that and then that led me to doing a shamanic apprenticeship and that was like a whole interesting experience in itself um i think i was really frustrating to my shamanic teacher because i was constantly like combining different cultural things and she was like you're not supposed to do that and I'm like but I don't understand I can't help it like this is what is just coming up for me to do um like I was like accessing like teachers and guides and stuff like that that didn't like necessarily align with what she was teaching and like when I would go to the upper world I was having so much like trouble out up there I was like not being able to access a like teacher for myself or a master they kept telling me uh, in the trances that like I was here to learn for myself and I needed to like listen to my higher self and she's like well that's not true like everyone has a master or a teacher to learn from and I'm like well they're telling me it's me and she's like no that that that's not accurate So like I just had so much issue working in the upper world. I loved working in the lower world with all the power animals. I really like connect so deeply with like animal spirits because of I think the animal communication I was doing and like I mentioned when I was little, I had all these like little imaginary or spirit, you know, guide animals that would follow me around. so. I, you know, obviously a lot resonated with me but then there was so much that wasn't and I think the major thing that really frustrated her is like she had an agenda that we were supposed to follow and my guides and my power animals definitely had like a different plan for me and so... She would like be guiding us in one journey and I'd be doing something completely different that I wouldn't supposed, you know, wasn't supposed to be learning until like the next year or the following year. And like at one point she basically told me like there was something wrong with me. There was something wrong with my energy. And I was like noticing like really weird things in the group with like everybody. It wasn't just me. So I got really upset and I could probably like look back and reflect a little bit deeper on that and be like okay well maybe something weird was going on but like i'm really glad i listened to my intuition i like basically was like all right well that's fine she like basically kicked me out of the group until i was willing to like do like multiple deep deep shamanic healings with her and i was like i don't think anything's really wrong with me but i was like that's fine if shamanic healing is not for me then I'm just going to shut it all down, I'm not going to connect to it anymore, and I'm just going to stick to what feels really right in me, and that is working with my intuition and working in the Akashic Records. So I started digging a lot more into the Akashic Records, and I found the prayer on Manifest This um, back when that was the old podcast from Ashley Wood and i like just really totally went for it and i would go into the akashic records with the prayer i found it so much easier with like a greater understanding of what you were and weren't supposed to do in there and then i would log out of the akashic records and i'd say okay higher self intuition inner voice let's like affirm or you know let's let's confirm or disprove like whatever came through this like I want validation from my own inner authority that like this is either true or this is not true. Like I'm not going to just solely rely on an outside source for information without first confirming that it's something I should be listening to. And I think that this is like where I essentially created like the most structurally sound basis for my spiritual practice because i literally would spend every single morning for an hour while i had my tea just like going in the records and then journaling to my intuition and then just making sure everything matched up i would ask the same questions like a million times just trying to figure out like were there any discrepancies did the answer change why did the answer change and really trying to understand the energy of both like what the Akashic Records had to offer and what my intuition had to say about that. It wasn't really that long after that the Akashic Records told me I would start working in shamanic healing again. I think it was like only a matter of a couple months, probably like to six months after the whole debacle and I was really like appalled because I was like no there's no way I'm going back to that she was like telling me that I was seeing demons and I don't I don't want to be associated with that because that's obviously like not my path but I checked in with my intuition and it reconfirmed the same thing so I was like all right I'll give it a shot and if things turn weird again I'm out like I'm not doing this and i just like slowly started to doing the work again like things would come up like a friend would have like a family member who would pass away and like i would get the intuitive hint that like all right this is your opportunity to do your psychopomp work you like need to do this to help them cross over and um you know, getting back into all like the health stuff that was going on. Like I was really digging in and doing my own personal due diligence and like healing myself energetically and emotionally. And then like the opportunity to heal some of my chronic illness came up and it was like the most amazing thing. I was so scared because I had no idea how I was going to be a shamanic healer and not be like apprenticed the right way but my guides and my power animals were like don't worry you got this so i basically did my own soul retrieval well my higher self did she was the one who orchestrated everything but taught me how to do this on myself and how to prepare for it, and ultimately led to me healing my chronic Lyme disease. And just recently, I had an amazing experience where they removed the fibromyalgia from my body. These are all really great stories for another day, because I just feel like that is such an involved process to talk about, because it wasn't literally just one thing. It was, like, all these things that I was guided to do in order to get to that space. But from there, everything's kind of evolved. I've picked up, like, different tools, like the emotion code, and I've learned that the way I do things, it's, like, important for me to learn, like, the foundations of how to do something, but then once... I learn it I like kind of pull it through the Akashic records and they give me like a better understanding of how like I need to do it because (laughs) there's a lot of ways to do things so like working with crystals working with energy working with Reiki all of it like is an amazing tool that I've built under my like energy tool belt but the way I do them sort of is just different And at first, I had a lot of shame about this. I was like, well, if I'm doing things differently, how can I be sure that they're actually working? But they do. Um, You know, I'm happy to say I am in remission for most of my chronic health issues right now. So I continue to hope that I (laughs) continue on this path. I am finding more and more people who also, like, have this foundational stuff this foundational work but then do things the way that just intuitively makes more sense to them and a lot of the past life past life work I've done like regressions they've shown me that I've been like an energy healer I've been like somebody who works with magic and a shaman in other lifetimes so like it makes so much sense to me that I'm just kind of waking up and reawakening the things that I already know how to do, but it's also, to my human mind, really confusing and frustrating and conflicting at times because I don't always have enough evidence in my brain to like suggest that it's real, but like the experiences that people have with me and the reviews that I've received on like the actual work that I'm doing have all been just amazing and people ask me all the time why I'm not doing it full-time and my answer is like I don't know I have a human job and I do human things so I think I'm still human (laughs) but That in a nutshell is my spiritual journey. I just kind of slowly progressed until I got here. I feel like everything has just been one step at a time and not being able to really hold too much fear about trying things. I think I just dove head first into new things. I wasn't super worried about fucking it up because I was like well I'm still a novice so it doesn't really matter if I'm not getting it right especially when I wasn't doing any readings for other people I was just really focused on myself and my pets and my family once I got to that space where I was doing readings for other people obviously that fear really kicked in um, but I was doing live readings for people for like quite a long time. Even when I was a novice, I would go live and I would do like oracle card readings, and it just was like a lot of fun. And if there's one thing you take away from this, like I don't, I don't want you to think like, oh, I had to have seen spirits since I was a child, and that's the only way to know that I'm really spiritual. I hope what you take away from this is that like, it's gradual. It doesn't happen overnight and that like the more you're willing to have curiosity over fear like the further you'll be able to go and that's something I've had to really train my mind into understanding that like I want to know what's on the other side and until I'm willing to be more curious than afraid of it like my mind is just going to keep standing in the way And I have a lot of friends who like are on their spiritual journeys and I appreciate them so much. But sometimes I think they hold too much light to what other people are sharing about them or telling them. And there's definitely a time and place for other people to help you see what you're refusing to see. But I think the most important thing you can learn is really diving deep into yourself and getting that validation and that affirmation. I really, really pushed the idea of learning muscle testing because this was something I also learned to help me with like my own healing journey and to get confirmation that I was connecting to the sources that I wanted to be connected to and not connected to other rogue spirits because those were just not good experiences. I do appreciate all the experiences I've had, even if they weren't positive And I can come from a space where, like, I feel like a badass because I can remove entities and, like, energies that are not so good, like, pretty easily now, just because I had so many experiences with them. Not that I wish that on anyone else, but it's a good tool to have, I guess. But you don't get to be a spiritual badass overnight. It does take a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort. And just learning how to lean into your own authority. And I think that is a message that just keeps coming through over and over and over again. So thank you for listening to this episode. I do appreciate it. And I just have a few notes of housekeeping. I won't keep you guys super long. I am starting a new project called Akashic Healing Reiki meditations. And the premise of it is basically that it's all very high quality music, meditation music mostly, and like Sofiego frequencies and singing bowls and theta waves and beta waves, all all the different like energy waves for your brain. And... I go into the Akashic records, I open the records for the episode and I infuse it with Akashic healing with intention and Reiki and it's just a basically nice like 15 to 30 minute relaxing sound healing and then I close the records and you go about your day. So. I literally just uploaded my first episode last week. I plan to do more. I probably will do quite a few all at once just to get it up and going. And then once things really get going, I'll probably just do maybe two or one or two a week. And I can't wait to see how this grows and develops. If you have a recommendation or a suggestion for something you would like to see in that for healing I'm open to recommendations and requests and I would love to do that for you I will put the link in the show notes for you guys I really do hope you check it out I plan to do like a whole series of the chakras and like healing and opening them And then realigning them. So please check that out. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast. Every listener really helps me out. I am trying to do better and improve. I realize like maybe the way I was doing things wasn't conducive for you guys. I am taking the negative feedback to heart, but maybe in a more constructive way than in a shadowy way. And if you felt like maybe this episode helped you i would appreciate it if you shared it on social media or with a friend and thank you just for being here and listening to me it gives me a space to share my voice and i appreciate that i hope you have a lovely week and i will see you next week i wanted to take the moment of your time right now to announce the launch of my new patreon www.patreon.com slash intuition by tia right now i have an akashic level of healing that is so strong and powerful and set to the most beautiful and high quality audio meditations Some of these use Sofiego frequency and some use binaural music and every single one delivers high energy healing. As a member, for only $11 every month, you'll get the benefit of receiving this energy healing through the audios, I'll be uploading new ones every single month and you'll get the opportunity to make requests or to vote on new healing intentions. As a monthly supporter, not only will you be doing something amazing for yourself, but you will help me create many more opportunities to heal others as well and support me on this creative endeavor. My goal is to create like one of the most expansive libraries of Akashic Energy Healing. You can check out the link in my show notes below and thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to spend with me today and listening to this episode. Look out for the next episode dropping soon and make sure you like and subscribe so you will know and get notifications when that happens. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I am intuition by Tia Marie, and I also have a website you can check out www.intuitionbytnmarie.com all links will be in the show notes until next time